one, two, two. Testing mic, one, two, two. Welcome to Room 233, a multi-genre podcast where nothing is off limits. Mabo, 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 That's how it sounds. I'm not really sure, Charlie. Whatever, it does not matter. Basically, your girl and German mommy is back with episode two of season three of Room 233. It's your favorite podcast. You miss me. I miss you too. I hope everyone's doing amazing. I'm tired. I'm super tired. It's all the time. It's a quarter to two, like 2 a.m. And I'm doing this because that, do you see how much I love you guys and just really want to give you guys the content I promised you? <laughs> so, yeah, I hope everyone's doing amazing, you know, staying safe, um, social distancing, washing your hands, all those things. Don't be touching, touching things anyhow. If you don't need to go out, don't go out. Stay in your house. I don't know how some of you are. That's the most share uh, nose mask for fashion. Hey, what did I say? Nose mask. Most share the nose mask for fashion. Fashion. More nothing, nothing. The things on your face. Why are your parents? Hmm? Your parents have not missed my mother? Because my mom is not going to let you go anywhere. You're going to sit in the house. You're going to social distance. She don't care. You're going to house. You're not going to out. You're going to house. Because eh, this corona is doing skills and you are also doing skills like that. <laughs> but I hope everyone is staying safe. You know, doing whatever it is you are doing to just stay sane during this time because it can be tough. It can be really, really tough. I can't relate, but I, I understand that it can be tough. But let's, let's give, let's acknowledge, you know, everybody. First of all, thank you so much for listening to episode one of this season. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I, I really appreciate the comments you guys sent me, texted, you know, my parents, my my siblings, my friends. I really appreciate the support, guys. Like, truly, truly, you guys are number one. My listeners, you are, gosh, I love you guys. Like, when I say I love you guys, I'm not even hyping you. Yep, I really, really love you guys. And of course, special shout outs to the Gold Coast Reports and Donald and Cyril. Really love the work you're doing at Gold Coast Reports. Really thank you for this opportunity to, you know, just give our Ghanaian people quality content when we can. So if you're not following them, follow them at Gold Coast Reports. Check out other shows, Sincerely Accra, The Other Room, Free Your Mind, After the Whistle. Of course, as room two, three, three. <laughs> but yes, you know, there's just so much content out there, and absorb it, and you know, consume, consume it because it's good. Okay, like Charlie, support a Ghanaian content creators because it's not easy. It's not easy. I'm staying up at two a.m. to bring you this podcast. I will okay, that was a failed occur, but we move. This episode, we're going to be talking about being an abortion babe. Well. Not necessarily. Yeah, like, you know, just living away from home. You remember I, I talked about the fact that I was doing a study abroad program. Yes, I'm going to get into that. As um, so usual, I took to the Twitter street and asked my people some questions. And Charlie, you guys really came out and, like, responded and interacted with the tweet. Like, 
I was so loved. I felt so loved. Like the way my phone was blowing up. It was freezing. I had to update Twitter. And, oh, Charlie, you guys are the best. So, you know, big ups to you guys for minding me. And we are just going to get into that in a bit. Stay tuned. If for some odd reason your hands slipped and it's instead of pressing play, you started listening to this episode at this point, at this particular point, let me just let you know that you are in room 233 over here. It's nothing but good vibes. Feel free to join the conversation on Twitter. Follow us at room 233 underscore. Remember to use the hashtag room 233 and just join the conversation. Feel free. It's nothing but vibes, okay? Vibes. As I said earlier, we're going to talk about me being an arbitrary babe for the past few months. And of course, what other diaspora babies had to say. Uh, it's not easy. And genuinely, this is a very long story, but I'm going to try so, so hard to keep it short. And let me just say that thank you once again to everyone who shared their experience on social media and just helping start the conversation about how difficult it is studying away from home. It's not easy. Like, never under um under mine yeah it's when i decide to record that my english leaves me but yes don't undermine this whole studying abroad or living away from home thing because ah, it's not easy and easy and easy at all <laughs> and thank you to ev- yes again thank you to everyone who shared on social media what they've been through what it was like for them moving away from home um i have a long list of people i want to do like honorable mentions because i can't read everyone's tweets otherwise this this episode would be way too long but let me just say thank you to ifia aram lc audrey ikia nura Absi yehu that's underscore so lady na underscore coco eggs <laughs> kev underscore men's um i think it's zay underscore kule i'm not sure Edwina Grace Love, P underscore Reese underscore. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks so much for sharing it. I really, really respect all of you and the experiences you're going through. I mean, having to go through this myself really, really helped me understand what it was like when I saw a tweet about, um, you know, just wanting to be home or like they don't like it where they are or it's just really difficult. It's like, Charlie, mad respect to, mad respect. And then special. <laughs> Special shout outs to Irama Michael, Derek, and Asumini, my so called Abuche students who are studying in Ghana. I hope Ghana is treating you well. It's a shame that coronavirus has come to, you know, disrupt things for you, but hopefully you'll still be in Ghana by the time I get back and then we can seal your Ghana experience, you know. Like, it, what am I saying? We can give it a befitting end, is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, let's get into my story and how I ended up in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> so, it started with me deciding that when I come to Ashesi, I'm going to exploit every opportunity that the school makes available to me. And in all honesty, for like the first year and a half, I wasn't doing that. I felt like I was just walking through the school and wasting my parents' money. I was, oh, like I go to class, I get nice grades. Oh, proud of me, yes. 
but i was not part of myself if i'm being honest i I didn't feel like i was you know doing the absolute most so in my second year i decided to apply for a study abroad program but due to a few things that were going on at that time i had to put off you know the whole application thing so i waited another year so last year in i think october or september which september october yeah september october i decided to apply this time and you know because i feel like actually the the opportunity i have one year left i have to use everything 100 percent to make sure that the school fees that i'm paying this and the school that my parents are paying you know i'm using everything i'm collecting my money's waste so i said let me let me do the study abroad thing and also (laughs) also i had planned i wanted to travel this year but to be haste, there is no funds for that kind of chilling. So I said, oh, if I do exchange program, you know, it's killing to be a one too. I can come and do school, then when I finish, then I do vacation. You get me? You get me? So that's why I decided to do an exchange program. Um, uh, I asked on Twitter why some people had decided to study away from home and people people are saying things like they didn't have the option their parents had already decided for them but then there was one that kind of intrigued me and it was by six hmm, you put your hand off there. i can't pronounce it too i think it's six john six j zero r n that's what my eyes are seeing but this person said, I got swindled into doing this degree for my parents' satisfaction because the degree I actually want isn't a good first degree, in quotes. My father never intended to let any of us study in Ghana. Part of the reason I went to international schools is because he hated the GES. So that's that's interesting. I mean, it makes sense. I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. There was also the problem of people not getting to study the courses they wanted to do. It was better for them to do it outside. Some of them, the combinations and things like that. Ghana didn't allow for such combinations. So different reasons, different reasons why people study abroad. And I just want to say, no one should ever... Um, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? There's no disregard... Like don't don't make someone's reason for studying abroad irrelevant or silly or stupid. Like why can't you just do it in Ghana, bro? Is it your cash doiler? First of all, it's not your cash doiler. So if they wanna sit upstairs, we say upstairs. <laughs> if you want to sit in there abroad and do the school, first your front and do your own. Okay, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. Now let me talk about how stressful it was how um you know how difficult how the application process what that was like it was it it was intense let me put it see i nearly gave up i nearly gave up before i handed that thing in and said yeah i'm actually going to do this thing because you have to type this and feel this and go to this person let this person sign this and that was just so much so i'd read my my preparation for the whole study abroad thing like a strong eight because i was also having to wait for the school that i was like after i got offered the the opportunity right i had to wait for the school that i was doing the study abroad program at to send you know papers to help with immigration and visa application and things like that and it came so late oh goodness i don't want to recall that time because at that point i was like who says me to do this thing nobody asked me to do this thing but i decided to do it right why 
why why do i like to be doing stressful like it's not necessary but um <laughs> i asked on twitter as usual because you know you people are my people and at o underscore debia said <laughs> 50 because the paperwork was probably the most stressful part getting everything together sending the right documents correcting the spellings of my name because the debia is so easily misspelled i was just stressed that i'd get immigration outside ghana and they tell me to bring some documents i'd left at home and also just bringing out where to pack for the first time yay see if <sighs> traveling like it's nice to be able to see other places but the preparation that goes into getting there sometimes, I don't think it's worth it. Is it worth it? I don't think it's worth it. I don't know. I don't know. I really cannot tell. That so lady said was 1.2 billion. <laughs> On the scale of 1 to 10, she rated 1.2 billion because she had to leave the day she got her visa and the embassy really could not get careless about when school started. Oh. It was it was not easy. Like It genuinely was not easy. Like, and deciding what to pack I couldn't even pack myself because I felt really, really ill at that time. <sighs> See, that sickness is saying it's a story time for another day because I really, really thought I was going to die in that December or January or whatever. I had I had never been that sick. Like, shivering in the middle of the night, having to make hospital trips at 2 a.m. But a girl still managed to wear crunchy and go for her cousin's wedding that day because I'd missed that wedding from time. <laughs> I made that wedding from time and I said, uh uh-uh, no sickness is going to stop me from enjoying my stay. But yes, I'd rate I'd rate preparing for this whole thing. You see, I'm trying I'm really trying to say all the important things without making this episode too long. So pardon me if it seems like I'm rushing through things. I just want to, you know, touch on the important stuff. But I'd rate it for the third time. I'd rate the preparation for this thing a strong nine out of ten because trying to get papers and you know it just wasn't as efficient as I thought it would be. Like people weren't as efficient as I, ex- as I expected, and it was just very frustrating. As to what I packed, my actually all day, all day, a credit goes to my mother. My mother did the packing because I did not have the ability to not open suitcase and be carrying clothes and things like that. But um, I asked, I asked on Twitter. What the ideal starter pack was, and most people said um, shito, plantain chips, things like that. I had a conversation with my friends Absi, Ikea, Nura, and Yehu, and this is what they had to say. It was kind of stressful, especially with my mom trying to shove everything of my whole life into my suitcases, <laughs> my two suitcases I had to carry. Oh, yeah, I was there. I was actually there. I just remember. Yeah. <laughs> I used to bring everything that, oh, you're coming here. You're not coming back to Ghana soon. So, like, you finish this. Like, carry everything with you. Like, if you don't wear it, it becomes too small. And you use money to buy it. And then, then, then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, like, I have to carry everything with me. But me and Kasa, I left some of the things. It's still in Ghana. So, like, yeah, that's why I was stressful. So, it was mainly packing. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> for me, for me, it wasn't. It wasn't really useful. I mean, the whole coming to America thing—it was actually last minute though. But I don't. I feel like the process wasn't too stressful for me because my mother and my sister—they were already here. 
so I didn't really have to pack a lot, and I'm already a citizen, so I didn't really have to do a lot of like papers and things like that. It was just more of like buy a ticket, get confirmation from the school that you're actually going to college and things like that. Wasn't really anything too crazy, you know what I'm saying? So, what was your rating? Oh, I raised it like five, four. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was mad. I was angry because I like if my parents had this in mind the whole time, they could have told me them like way ahead of time so that I have. Wait, wait. So when did you find out that you were leaving? Like leaving yeah, to America. The first visiting after writing was after going through the comma twenty seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I found out. So I'll give it a ten mainly <clears throat> the um application process for school and like the essays and stuff. And trying to get YX to send your like your grades. Like that that thing stressed me. So that's why I ended up going to school in the spring because they didn't send it in on time. And I mean, apart from that, everything else I'll say is like six because coming with family actually makes it not so terrible because yeah. you know, you're at home with them, you get to come home, and yeah. Um, yeah. um, for me, it was almost non existent, like, um, pretty easy. I think because I went to the UAE actually, because. Um, the the UAE has pretty like chill immigration uh, policies, and so I just did my part, like which was very minimal. I just got uh, the right shots I needed. Um, what else did I do? I got uh, yeah, like that's it. Like, okay, so your rating is like zero to one, right? Yeah, it was pretty pretty easy. And I mean, in terms of like packing and all of that, yeah, like me, yeah, I just came with clothes. Like, I didn't even bring any like saucepan, any food, nothing. nothing. Who can eat I'm to transfer their home kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. don't know Ghanaians. The Ghanaians smoke. I like the dog I actually did that. Wait, that's oh, that's, that's a big extra. May I carry metals? Hey, put you pack it between the clothes, like. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the so, it's it's, it ha- We did that when we're coming. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> mom was like, "Ah, oh, she just bought it. She's not leaving it behind in Ghana. She doesn't know where she's coming back." So. <laughs> Put you can't even so, fold the clothes, put it in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good. So it's like they throw your bathroom together, right? Man, so yeah, we were carrying chairs and things today abroad because you have to take everything that reminds you of home. But then there were some, there were some other, there were some people who said some very interesting things, you know. Um, Mrs. Ofori said, find comfortable accommodation and a grace bank. Sort out convenient transportation in m- transportation modes or routes. List 
a few stores for groceries a wide range with relatively cheap or affordable prices identify activities necessary to keep you sane fellowship spa etc i think that's really you know and always make sure if you are if you are a student you need to carry your your i don't know what it is i20 or whatever it is that you need to show that you know truly truly are supposed to be in this country and be studying um someone said since six join i think so indomie shuttle and one whole meal frozen and packed this i find very intriguing frozen meal like that's 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 an idea that's an idea because when i got here my first night actually my first night was so pathetic it was cold because i didn't know how to relay the heater it was cold and i was hungry and i didn't have wi-fi so i couldn't tell anybody that oh i've reached and i'm I didn't cry that night too. I didn't cry. Um, Ella underscore B said loads of data or call credit on room. Contact of who you'll be living with or your landlord. Cash serilag. Something to remind you of home. I picked my bare sheet and a good pair of sneakers. Yeah, I think I think that's also very, very important. A good pair of sneakers is definitely something you should have. Um, Incredible Aram said share butter, shizzle, spices, head wraps. <laughs> Don't come and pay $15, please. Clothes from your culture and your sim from back home that's that's, that's you were you really not doing this packing thing you know me i what did i pack i packed plantain chips definitely i packed shito i packed purple shito like the green one because Charlie, i just need a pepper pepper is necessary so yeah i had that i had um conflicts i had needle don't judge me please i had needle i had actual more i think i knew i still have some day i'll chew it to me to, to tomorrow today later whatever um i also had ah, i had pork how can i forget my mother did some pork be over the christmas day so we packed some food it tied it foil clink film rubber everything long car we just tied it and i put don't ask me how i got here with it please it came here and that's all that's important i got it here <laughs> but in terms of actually preparing for the trip, I don't think I did any sort of preparations, you know, psyching myself. I don't know why, but for me, it takes a very long time for it to register that something big is happening to me. And so for something like traveling for such a long period, immersing myself in such an experience or such a program, my brain had not, read, I had, it hadn't, like, it didn't click. My brain was still doing Bolingo December. And so I was still like, you know, hopping from Bloom to concert to this one to that. It just didn't register, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it, see, I didn't prepare. And I, one thing I want to tell you is prepare, okay? Prepare because <laughs> you need to prepare. You need to prepare. You really must. Okay, this is getting too long and I need, I still have so much I need to get through. So, uh, let's do first impressions. What it was like. Um, <laughs> so, I asked on Twitter, you landed in your foreign land. What were your initial thoughts or reactions? And Audrey said, the weather. In caps, the weather. Oh, Charlie. It was a big contribution to my depression. And why are the people here so gloomy? It's, hey, that's a gloom so gloomy it's always like there's a funeral happening somewhere it's so draining oh Charlie, sis i really understand okay 
let's see let's 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 find something else something else something else else said oh that's so <laughs> else said um oh there was another one that she said i can't find it okay immediately it was the freshness of the city i already knew it was predominantly french but it was still very in my face and many montrealers is it montreal yeah montreal so montreal is right many montrealers can be very hostile to people who don't speak french hmm that's that's something the next big thing was the weather and i think it just made the entire experience 10 times harder the worst thing about the weather in montreal specifically is that there's no gradual transition one day it's not so cold next it's a proper snow snowstorm with strong winds that are fighting you it made it very difficult for me to attend classes or even find the motivation to do any work or leave my room my mental health was in the gutter Charlie, I'm so sorry about that. I'm really, really sorry about that. Um, Incredible Aram said, adjusting was fairly easy, but SAD hit hard. And for those of you who don't know what SAD is, it's Seasonal Affective Disorder. Hey, did I get a word? I think it's affective, right? Yeah. And it really just has to do with, it's, it's kind of like, like, I think it's like in seasonal depression. And so, basically not having the sun can dampen your level like your say your level your you know your spirits and you're just like very gloomy and sad and bro it just read about it because it can it can really hit you in some way that bro you don't you don't expect and for me it did happen like it did set in that depression hit me like i i don't want to say it wasn't as intense there wasn't that intense that I'd call it depression, but it was a, it was a point where my mental health was really like, yo, Charlie, I don't think I can do this. It was it was in shambles and crawling. That's really what it was. But I had friends who really kept me in check, constantly talking to family. Was that helped? But it was hard. It was genuinely hard because you wake up and it's grey outside. And what annoyed me even more was that it doesn't even rain, no snow. It's just grey. But the day is just day. It, and everyone else is just gloomy, you know, no one's excited, no one's smiling. And these were my first days, like, I'll just cry if I didn't cry. I'm sure I cried. I mean, yeah, I know myself, I'm sure I cried. But I had friends like Irama and Ekuba and Michael Lawson, and they really, really saw me through, like, the fact that I could just call these people and answer my call and we'll just talk and, like, it's like I'm home. It was really and Shome. Oh, now Shome, Charlie. How can I forget? Like, and Nathan. Oh, and Nanaya. Oh, the list goes on and on. But these people really, really held me down in those times because Charlie, oh, my brain was scattered all over. And I was like, I just didn't know how I was going to do this thing. And that wasn't just it for me. It was also for me. My, okay, my real first impression was, oh my goodness, I'm in the middle of nowhere because from their plane and before it landed all i could see was bare land like a vast uh, this one you know it was just plenty land I, i'm not even <laughs> i'm not exaggerating no all i could see was land 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 no buildings so i said hey which village have i come to because i didn't leave brokusu to come to brokusu senior that's not no no but it turns out that it was just for you know all that land around the airport is just for you know expansion but this is actually a very i'd say it's a cute city it's cute that's what i call it i mean it's much nicer now that it's spring and there's you know flowers and um trees you know trees with leaves and it's just more color and it's, it's nicer it's, it's, it's easier to you know get through 
um making friends ha 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 it wasn't very easy it wasn't very easy like i am a shy person and the sooner the people around me come to accept this the better for all of us but i'm genuinely shy and making friends is a very difficult thing for me but i had to remind myself that see you're supposed to be taking advantage of this opportunity not coming here and living in a shell so I need to remind myself to make a conscious effort to be friendly, smile, ask questions, and just try and introduce myself even when it seems like no one could give to. I was gonna cuss, but my mom's listening. <laughs> but you know, no one cares like that until you make them care. So you just have to, you know, enter the thing and just make it your own and just tell them, you know, hi, I'm Sally, I'm from Ghana, what's your name? it's hard it can be very awkward but you have to do something though you have to do something um let's see what do some of you how do you both say you're making friends why do i have the same people in my mentions? you see there are particular people who were replying like every single tweet in this thread so i don't don't like to look like um it shouldn't look like I am doing selection, selection, but these are people that were here and were minding me, and so it's their tweets that I'll read. But Mr. Ferry said, I'm an introverted, a extroverted introvert. So unless I really like a person's vibe, I really have no inclination to start or continue communicating with them. I took my time. Hey, I took my time. Glad I did. Most of my very good friends now were my coursemates. Feel the vibe, work with it. Interesting, interesting. People really, really like now to be doing this friendship thing. It's very, it's nice. Oh, 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 no. There was this particular tweet I wanted to read because it really, really, I found it very intriguing. So, at this end, this was in, in reply to how, um, how like you settled, adjusted to the situation that you found yourself in. Oh, actually, this is the question I'm asking making friends and adjusting. Um, at Z, Z, Z underscore Kuli says, I learned the la- language and just detached myself 80% from the Ghanaian diaspora community. Making friends became easy after I fully got a grasp of the language and accepted where I was and how to get stuff done. I made way too many friends or acquaintances. And he, so I, I was, I was curious. I was wondering why he detached himself from the Ghanaian diaspora community. And he said he couldn't stand always being reminded of how it's done back home, or that, or that holier than thou persona most of them had about them. I don't know if I should say I wish I had a Ghanaian diaspora community here. Well, to some extent, I did. I met two Ghanaians, although it was very late in my experience. But then, I mean, it was just nice to know that there were some other Ghanaians here with me. Not many, but, I mean, the few that I met, it was nice. It was nice. And, yeah. Uh, what else? Coping mechanisms. How was I coping? I don't know. I think I was posting on social media a lot, especially my Snapchat and my Instagram stories. So, it just made me, it just made me feel, Charlie, the English, the English. But yeah, just posting my social media loads made me feel closer to home, being able to interact with the people that I, you know, I knew already. Um, mm, I think that was really, really just it. 
at some point i wasn't doing anything really i wasn't going out going out of my way to have like a nice experience i'll be honest because it was just hard and it was a lot to take in and it was all just very overwhelming and just trying to accomplish everything i'd set out to do for the year you know it was very weird starting the year off in a in an entirely different environment with very different people new culture actually it was hard (laughs) it was genuinely hard i wasn't very honest with a lot of people but it was genuinely very hard and my mental health was like i keep saying like it was in shambles it was in ten thousand million pieces (sighs) it was hard it was hard but we got through it i'm here now and yeah it's it's that's that uh i think i've come to the you know the very big parts which is racial discrimination microaggression stuff like that because this forms a very big part of um you know living abroad or you know i feel like it's you you can never be properly prepared for the experience that is racial discrimination or you know being you know stereotyped or like those type of things like you know it happens but until you experience it yourself you cannot understand what really really it feels like and trust me for me i didn't have so much of racial discrimination as it was microaggressions and for those of you who don't know what microaggressions are i will let me just i literally just typed it out i don't know if you heard me type it but i just wanted to give like a very um you know uh definition of what it is so it's basically an indirect subtle or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginal marginalized group hey boy yeah boy okay a statement action or incident regarded as an instance of indirect subtle unintentional okay same thing but yeah basically it's very subtle and is sometimes unintentional because of ignorance and things like that but when people pass certain comments not realizing how um, insulting or annoying that could be to you because of your culture or your um, where you come from anything like that yeah that's a microaggression um before i talk about mine <laughs> let's talk about what some of you went through because some of you really really went through it so for incredible error i'm said post-racial countries so it apparently doesn't exist which makes it harder to cope sometimes personally haven't dealt with this a lot but on the few occasions i have it's confusing as hell and kind of makes you freeze now i don't care you give you get bro <laughs> that what, what yo there was this one that was very interesting because this guy goes to school in mauritius and from what i know mauritius is in africa but he still had some what do you call it some discrimination and that's that was intense you know because i'm like i said like even in africa we do this thing but so he said aside some clubs not allowing my friends and this is kev at kevin has comments aside some clubs not allowing my friends and i in because we are black i don't think i face any other discrimination i guess other people would have would have other experiences but these things don't really phase me nice nice that's good that's really really good uh i want to i want to i think <laughs> i think my interview or my conversation with ikea nura obsidians will 
shed a bit more light on this but before i do that let me find another one to read okay one of my friends so this is at kemuma kemuma i'm sorry if i mispronounce it really please forgive me people have very exotic handles one of my classmates in first year knew i was kenyan and continuously asked me about nigeria i kept telling him i've never been to nigeria and i don't know how and i don't know much about it cuz about it and he'd act surprised my other classmates had to tell him to stop cuz he would see i was mad to make matters worse there was a time i was cooking in the kitchen and he said that he met someone in society from some african country i can't remember then asked if i knew him when there was no logical way i would have met him and if you're wondering yes one of the first things he told me when he found out i was inter- i was international was your english is so good <laughs> that statement that statement talk about it we'll talk about it at laxia i hope that's how it's pronounced it was hard because i was usually ignored by teachers in class unless slavery africa or racism was brought up there were minor issues with racist classmates but i'd either snitch or throw hands they didn't change though so that's that i'm just curious when you say throw hands like punches punches busha busha you were Hey, oh, and now my brother is 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 that I don't understand the English because what else? If you're doing hands, that means there's a physical fighting, oh. <laughs> but um, at now and as Kokoi and X said, coming back to this, these kids disrespected the hell out of African teachers, and I felt sorry every time. They made fun of their accents, food, clothing, way of teaching, you name it. I always feel like, I always felt like lashing out. Anytime I hear those nonsense comments, I hate getting in trouble because me not or Koi get in trouble. Like I did on the first flight back to Accra, when in class and these immature morons will scream, "Okay, STFU!" If you know what that is, you know I can't say this because my mother is listening. She she blast me. But when in class and these immature morons will scream from the back and everyone's laughing and I'm like, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Is this the America everyone was talking about? This was in high school. See, like, yeah, there are some things that I said, eh, you can't do some of these things in my home country, oh. Like, <laughs> like they're walking out of class anytime, anyhow, and things. Yeah, that was kind of like, I think that was more like a culture shock for me. I didn't talk about culture shock. For me, I think it was just realizing how, uh, kind of private and the, it, I'm just very used to being around people who are always sharing each other's space and always around each other and always, you know, just hanging out, always talking and things like that. Cuz like in my apartment for example, we were always in our bedrooms. When never there were very rare moments that all four of us would be in the same space at the same time for more than 10 seconds. It happened twice and it was never planned. It was always coincidental and it never lasted for long. And it was just very weird not having that, you know, constant human interaction, because from class to my room, it was really just walk, music in my ears, walk to the room, laptop on. If I'm not on my phone, I'm watching something or I'm sleeping. So that was very weird for me. In terms of uh, racial discrimination, microaggressions, whatever. Okay, let's listen to Ikia Nura. I already said it. So let's listen to Ikia Nura. Absi and Yehu, and then we will continue.
feel like it's just ignorance. You know, my school is made mm-hmm. up of like majority of sorority and fraternity people, so they they feel like they they're on top of the system. You know, there was this instance where um, this British guy, people, you know, people like British people for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> they were all sitting with him on the table with some like white fraternity boys, typical. And then this African goes by the table, like he walks by. And he was like talking to the British guy. He was like, oh, like after. You can come and sit with me like when because he just started eating and then these white people were like yeah that's a good thing you don't let him see with them we don't want to sit with monkeys what we reported this thing the school didn't do anything you're like oh yeah you know we'll talk to them you talk to who this, has, this is not the first thing this thing has happened if we decide to fight <laughs> so many things have happened like they don't respect like they don't respect like internationals africans especially when you're in a predominantly white institution and you see a black skin colored person walking you get excited like you're like oh my god somebody looks like me exactly. then you go and is an african-american and you're like Oh my god, you have an accent. Bro, the accent through is right. I really don't understand. Like, e, e, you gotta teach me that accent. I'm like, e, you should teach you an accent. Are you serious? How? Oh god, you have an accent. Where are you from? <laughs> like, they really piss me the fuck off. So, that, that, that mm-hmm. thing, I like, I'm sorry for my language. But that thing, like, I really told them, like, what they do is oh. it welcoming to people from the african community because if you try to separate yourself from africans then that's going to happen uh so for me like uh i'll say i experienced more um friction between uh i mean initially yeah between um myself as a continental african with the uh, African Americans, because, like, I mean, growing up in a homogeneously black uh, uh, community, like, you know, you know what racism is, you know, but like, it's really not your first-hand problem, and so, and then you tend to worry about other things like that are in your face, like I don't know, light of poverty, like those kind, those kind of things, like you know. <laughs> I feel like, like these are the real issues that you're, you're you know, you're busting every day. Okay, so you see this big on those kind of things, like you know. But like to the African Americans, it's always like identity. Oh my god, and not to say like those things are, are not real problems, but they are initially they're not your problems, right? And so trying to reconcile that, like it's like all of a sudden they want you to be, you know, I mean, in the beginning, like they want you to be like. Martin Luther King, you, you are you have come, you know, those kind of things. Malcolm X. I was like, yeah, like good or not, but like you know, like it's a bit tough for me to assume that role because like not what I'm used to. So all of a sudden, oh yeah, you're not down for the culture. It's just like yo, relax. Also, because <laughs> like I had lots of like white friends and stuff. It just became oh yeah, I was always chilling with the white people. Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was, I was like, I'm just, I'm just here for a good time, you know. Can we relax? But I mean, I think later on we just came, we just came to understand each other and everything. So now, yeah, like I'm pretty cool with the black people as well. 
for the white people it was just mainly i would say ignorance yeah more than hate or like you know racial abuse it's just they don't know english is the first language and so you told them that oh well, like english is my first language and like oh really i didn't know that so, yeah cool you know now yeah so yeah that that's it can say something that's very interesting the africans and black americans the african-americans so most of all sorry blacks this is see blacks it was interesting because initially i thought i would make friends with the blacks but most of my friends were actually the whites for some odd reason i just never seemed to get along with it's not like get along but first of all there weren't that many for me to be honest to be fair there weren't that many blacks to interact with and so i couldn't have that kind of relationship with any of them and there was this one time where i actually went for this program and it was just other black girls and it was so awkward it was super awkward for me i don't know why i can't explain i haven't been here long enough to give you any theory as to why it is the way it is but yeah that was that and it was just very strange for microaggressions i used to get a lot of wow you speak english so well how long have you been speaking english for how did you learn how to speak english things like that because a lot of people didn't know that english was the official language of ghana and for me it wasn't so much as like not knowing that english was the official language but just the fact that they seemed impressed i mean goodness really <laughs> and no cap but i talk english better than some of these people do like when i listen to the way they write like when they read out stuff we write i'm just like hey who taught you subject verb agreement because that does not agree at all you need to re-agree everything hey I, no shade but i'm being honest like, oh goodness goodness it was just insane i was like <laughs> but i mean in terms of reacting to them i just always try to make sure you know just keep an open mind and remember that not everyone knows everything it's the same way i don't know what the official language of kazakhstan is i can't i can't i can't vex you know you can't be angry with me if i don't know and i so i can't be angry with them if they don't know but just remember yeah like just remembering that you, they can't know everything then again i feel like certain things didn't need to be said that's the thing like i you can think certain things but just don't say them you know because it can you never it, it can always rub someone of the wrong way even when you don't mean to and that's not the burst that's really really not the burst you know um yeah i think this is the end because i have been talking forever and i really apologize for how long this is but um no 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 let me talk about let me conclude before i conclude let's i so i asked these people what tips they had for you know living in their abroad and being an abroad babe and all of that and let's see what the pros had to say i'll say two main things the first thing is uh um, i guess it's a it's a jungle out there bro like 
Yeah, like Afri- Africa is not a jungle, bro. It's out there. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Like, it's just like be open, be open to discovering new things, finding new things. Because to be honest, like any any um, plans or perceptions or you know ideas you had like had as a Ghanaian in Ghana is based on what you had been exposed to as a Ghanaian in Ghana. And so when you go out into the world and you meet new people and you see new things and stuff, like do not hold so much onto your old thing like hey, nah, like the world is a big place. In as much as a small place, it's a really big place. There's a lot of stuff going on. And so be be malleable, you know, be be ready to be open to change. That's what to say neglect your home training and things now nah, but like be open be open to new ideas i feel like it's gonna it's it does it goes along to develop you as a person i'll say and two like i feel like we have a like i don't want this to sound like a complex or anything but i feel like those of us who go to study abroad and you know had a good experience and learned a lot like we somewhat owe it to the people like in the most rural of places in Ghana and everything to like make Ghana a better place for them like we shouldn't have to leave a country and run away and you know pursue opportunities in someone else's country like we should make opportunities in Ghana for our Ghanaian people and ourselves because you're like there's always like you're always going to be a foreigner in someone else's country like for real like no matter what you do you are you don't belong there but home is really where the heart is peace um let me see what I have to say uh, I feel like hey sorry no mind <laughs> this is I was supposed to say I was going to say that in us like you should put in your mind that if you're coming to college outside Ghana wherever as long as it's not Ghana you have to leave your mark everywhere you go I feel like like when I came when I went to Westminster at first like when I came, uh, there was this professor, he was like, oh, you're from Ghana. I have so many good students in this my class and they, they did so many things. Like, you know that like, you know, just holding international club, if you want to write, hey, if you, hey, shall we? If you want to run for president, vice president, any of those positions, if you want to be an SGA, if you want to be an RA, if you want to be a dancer, if you want to be like, just do it. Like, don't think twice about it. It's good to like, leave your mark. That's why I have to advise like, anybody coming to America and just be like feel free but don't forget your roots it's very important yeah kind of what Nora said you need to um well be open for change and ready to explore like don't be timid don't be in your corner because I did that a whole year and (laughs) if I could go back I would because the year that I actually went out of my comfort zone I actually like did a lot now everybody well they know me as ak like ak did this like leave your mark because currently i've left a mark that i know that every time like that thing comes up that's my girl that's my girl 
everything that comes up like once that thing comes up it will be like related to my name that oh like i like i helped so be charlie because most schools are now trying to include like diversity and make their unis look like oh we care about people of every gender race color all of that so they are like really eager for you to do something so that they can add it to their name so don't be like oh i'm the only black person actually go and do it okay it's like some good spirits yes all right i'm saying ready now oh yeah so like what everybody said you ready to explore you ready for change like yeah when you're coming just putting your mind up you're coming to explore things you're not going to be the same person you were back home you're going to be a different person going to change and explore and do stuff here to help your experience be a better one yeah yeah Charlie. That's what they are saying. That's what they are saying. For me, I can't. I I I don't know what tips exactly. What tips I'd say. I'd um. I wish I'd say. I'd, I'd say prepare more. Prepare as much as you can. Really, whatever preparations you can make to you know mentally put yourself in the position where you are experiencing like you're open to experiencing something new ready for the challenges that come ahead you can you can't be a hundred percent ready as for that let me be honest because you know that's how life is and experiences you can't really be prepared for experiences like this it's an it's an interesting learning experience i mean i've made lovely friends hopefully we get to see each other again sometime like when i get money and i'm doing like a european tour or something because funny enough most of my friends were europeans but yeah aside that just prepare you know have fun always try and have fun and make the most of the opportunity because who knew that anti-corona was going to come and cut short this thing for me and just force me to live alone although i'm loving i'm really really loving like people have no idea how much i'm loving this i've always known i'd enjoy living alone but now i'm just like yeah telling maybe getting my own place isn't such a bad idea but my parents will not have it because we are only we just moved into the house what do you mean you are living <laughs> but yeah i think that's really about it right now i'm just i'm grateful for the opportunity it was an interesting learning experience i got to meet people I do not regret doing this. I mean, people are like, oh, such timing, what a shame, all of that. Yeah, Charlie, I mean, it happens. Like, things happen. You live, you learn. I'm always saying this thing. You live, you learn. It's a new experience. And I'm just very grateful, genuinely. I'm very, very grateful that I got to have this experience. It's something to take away. You know, it's stuck with me. And there's nothing that I can, no one can take it away from me. It's just been a very interesting learning experience for me. And I'm loving it. I'm love, love, loving it. Don't forget to follow Goku's report. Thank you once again, Donald and Cyril, for the things you do, for giving us the opportunity to do these things that we do. Like I love, I really do love enjoying. I really do love recording and just bringing you guys, you know, just a little something for a conversation. Thank you to all you beautiful listeners. Room 23 could not be what it is without you guys. We're still growing and the family is getting bigger. And I'm always saying, put somebody on. I hope you both send this to your, like, send the last episode to your MCM or your WCW or whoever or whatever. Like, 
if you didn't do it, now is the time. Send this one. Tell them that, hey, when our children grow, maybe they will need to know these things. Okay, maybe not that because she doesn't think you're a creep talking about children just yet. But, you know, just send, put somebody on, put somebody on. Follow us at room 233 underscore. Tweet at us, use a hashtag, hashtag room 233. And I think that's it, you know. It's your girl and German mommy. I'm signing out. Uh, don't forget to smile, dance, do something that makes you happy because in this time you need to stay sane and stay, you know, yeah, stay blessed and stay focused. <laughs> I think my good vibes on this side. Catch you on the next one. Bye, guys.